Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include efficiencies and rates, an interview with Rob Chrisman on what lenders are looking at as we enter the new year, and the latest economic data driving the bond market. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. More than 42,000 loan officers at hundreds of independent mortgage banks, community and regional banks, and credit unions use the Nexus Origination point-of-sale tool set to reduce turn times and increase loan application submissions. With one login, you and your borrowers can do it all from any device, from uploading docs and checking loan status to paying for appraisals and signing disclosures. See it for yourself this Thursday and Friday at the New England Mortgage Expo or visit simplenexus.com. While Omicron continues to grab headlines, and economists, investors, and Congress grow increasingly wary of the immense U.S. fiscal expansion as evidenced by rates heading higher, here's a grabber. Inefficiency is not rewarded. This applies to mortgage originations or paths. Who wants to monkey around with taking the time and effort to fill up at the right depth and temperature when, for $2,700 for the technology, you could verbally tell Kohler's computer to do it while you're pulling into your driveway? I'll take the manual route. Or if you have $8,000 burning a hole in your pocket, how about the stillness bath, inspired by Japanese forest bathing? I'll take the American forest bathing experience, thank you very much. In the technology vein, in Moscow, despite privacy concerns, you can use your face as a ticket to ride the metro. Technology is certainly allowing more people to work from home. BlackRock Inc. and American Express are extending their hybrid work plans as the Omicron variant spreads across the U.S., Goldman Sachs is encouraging its eligible U.S. staff to work from home until January 18th. Macy's is asking its employees for their vaccine status. Interject the World War II movie clip where the German soldier states, Papos, please. For the links to those stories, as well as the latest employment opportunities and lender and broker products and services, visit robchrisman.com. It's the start of a new year. And for today's show, we wanted to welcome back on Rob Chrisman to talk about some trends lenders are seeing out there in the market. All right. Are you there? I'm here. Ready? Sure. Dollar rolls are cheap. Old mortgage bankers are having trouble logging into Zoom meetings. Seems like not not much is changing out there. What's What's new from your perspective? What's new from my perspective is the market talking about the mistakes that the Federal Reserve has made. The inflation is not transitory. It is much higher and going on longer than the Federal Reserve anticipated. The taper tantrum concerns that the Fed may have had earlier on, many in the market think were underdone. The labor market tightening is much stronger than many anticipated. And here we are with a high inflation rate, full employment, and fiscal expansion that is causing rates to move higher. And if anybody thinks rates are going to go back down, I think that they're wrong. 
Yeah, last week the 10-year Treasury yield rose, I think, 26 basis points. When are we going to see rate sheets follow? Have they already? Many of them have already followed. The problem is that in some channels like wholesale, there wasn't a lot of fluff in the margins. In fact, margins were down near zero for some lenders that are out there. So certainly on the retail side, some lenders have the ability to absorb some move in interest rates uh, in their margins. But in general, there's not a lot of margin to go around right now. And so most companies have reacted with the rate sheets changing pretty rapidly. And I saw a fair number of rate changes, intraday rate changes last week. So I would say that the market is, is following along with higher rates. Can you explain to our audience why margins get compressed when rates rise? In general, when rates go up, lenders are pretty quick to follow. Unlike when rates drop, they tend to be a little bit hesitant and mortgage-backed security prices tend to be a little hesitant. But when rates are going up like this and margins are slim already, in general, everyone's, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. And so you have a situation where Rates have gone up and margins were slim already. And so rates have have gone up. Now on the downside, when rates drop a little bit, most lenders tend to not drop rates as quickly just because of prepayment fears and mortgage-backed securities don't follow along. And you also have a locked pipeline that you don't want to reprice entirely. So when rates are dropping, you get a little bit of stickiness. But when rates head higher in general, most capital market staff raise their rates pretty quickly. And that's because in capital markets land, if I thought I could have sold a 4% 30-year with a 90-day lock at 103, and the market market moves, I can now only sell that same loan at 102. So I've lost a full 100 basis points of margin. Is that how it works? Not so much losing margin, just losing, losing price. And sure, every lender has a profit margin that they use to pay their payroll and pay their rent and put aside for a rainy day in case they get fined or in case of a buyback by an agency. So they tend to put that money away. So there is margin cushion, but lenders usually use that for other reasons. So it's just basically the price, the, the base price is changing and lenders have to react. They can't eat into their profit margins uh, because in some cases, their profit margins are pretty slim to begin with. Anything else you're seeing out there as we start the year? What, what's the chatter on lenders' lips aside from inflation and rates? The regulatory environment has changed. The CFPB is, is back. Enforcement actions are back. And lenders have to adapt to that. It wasn't the same as the Kathy Craninger years for the CFPB. Now we have a disciple of Elizabeth Warren who is out to make a name for himself. And lenders are already bracing for that. So a lot of fair lending work being done to make sure that there are no violations ECOA, so forth, so on. There's just a lot of focus on on compliance, and that's expensive. So 
somebody has to pay. And in general, that cost gets passed on to consumers. Well, thank you for coming on and taking the time. And thank you for having me. Jobs and housing drive our economy, and the bond market avoided a scare to close last week in the form of a mixed bag of a payrolls report. The U.S. economy showed a 199,000 increase in non-farm payrolls last month, less than half of what was expected, though unemployment fell below 4% and wages jumped. Labor market conditions have tightened up very quickly, at least prior to the recent wave of Omicron variant infections. In December alone, about 4.5 million workers quit their jobs in a display of confidence that they can find better work and more money elsewhere. But the hiring pool is shrinking as birth rates and migration slows. The economy is at full employment, which may help spur the Fed's interest rate liftoff as soon as March. The increase in December non-farm payrolls followed upper revisions in the prior two months. This will keep pressure on wages as businesses scramble to attract the small supply of available workers. Businesses are having increased difficulty filling the almost 11 million job openings in the economy, even after raising wages. A lot of job losses have been from early retirements, with people in their early 60s deciding to stop working instead of taking the risk of getting sick at the workplace. Lack of childcare, virus fears, and large savings cushions remain obstacles to would-be workers. The labor force participation rate is lower than it was pre-pandemic but does suggest that the unemployment rate will continue to drop in 2022, even if the faster wage growth eventually does bring more workers into the labor force. Wage pressure will add to overall inflationary pressure this year, and we do receive inflation figures this week. Unemployment continuing to drop would support a more rapid normalization of interest rates this year. But the ADP employment report for December showed a much stronger net gain of 807,000 private sector jobs in December meaning one of these reports is very wrong. There is also a big disconnect between job growth and the BLS Establishment, or Payrolls, survey and the BLS Household Employment Survey. The Establishment Survey shows employment by place of work, while the Household Survey shows employment by place of residence. The BLS Household Survey of Employment shows a net gain of 651,000 jobs for the month of December, roughly aligned with the ADP report. Regardless, wages should be a sustained source of inflationary pressures long after the supply chain issues are resolved, which will sustain end demand, helping the labor market to pick up right where fiscal policy left off. The mortgage-backed security market has also been digesting last week's agency prepayments, in which speeds expected to slow were mixed versus expectations. Fannie 30s were in line while Gini 2s were slightly slower than projected and Fannie 15s were slightly less than expected. Between the slower prepayments and the sell-off, UMBS 30, 2% through 3% rolls were mostly cheaper ahead of today's Class A net out, led by 3%, which is more likely to move into the Fed's purchase rotation on next week's schedule. Given the recent rise in rates, this week's most market-moving potential will likely come from the $110 billion mini-refunding, with $52 billion at three years tomorrow, followed by $36 billion reopened 10 years on Wednesday, and $22 billion reopened 30 years on Thursday. Friday will be the highlight of the week when it comes to economic data with retail sales, import prices, industrial production, capacity utilization, business inventories, and Michigan sentiment. Before that is CPI tomorrow and PPI in the latest beige book on Wednesday. We do have some Fed speakers currently scheduled to speak over the week with Chair Powell's renomination hearing being held tomorrow before the Senate Banking Committee with Governor Brainerd's hearing for Vice Chair held on Thursday. 
Today's economic calendar gets underway later this morning with wholesale inventories as well as the December Employment Trends Index. The desk will purchase up to $4.5 billion of 30-year mortgage-backed securities. The Treasury purchase operation consists of $2.4 billion of 7- to 10-year coupons. After the Fed's more hawkish tone in the December FOMC minutes set the tone for financial markets last week, Monday starts the week with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged from Friday night and the 10-year yielding 1.78 after closing out last week at 1.77%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A husband and wife were shopping at a busy mall. The wife suddenly noticed that her husband was missing, and as they had a lot to do, she called him on his cell. Where are you? You know we have lots to do. He replied, Do you remember the jewelers we went into about ten years ago, and you fell in love with that diamond necklace? I could not afford it at the time, and I said that one day I'd get it for you. Little tears start to flow down her cheek, and she got all choked up. Yes, I, I do remember that shop, she replied. Well, I'm in the gun shop next door. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.